Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 55. That's 55 of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Hello.com Associate Editor, Ben Morse, and I am joined by... Associate Producer Blake Harris, joined by... Marvel Intern, Daniel Horowitz. I see that Blake and I are bringing the energy today. Yeah. And these two... Keep it calm. Slugging it, it out. Cool. Yeah. If you're just joining us, This Week in Marvel is the official Marvel podcast for everything that we do, from news, information, new releases, and your questions, comments, and thoughts. So we're going to get to all that in due time. We're going to start off with comics. And I'm going to kick it off this week with all new X-Men number one. Guys, we're deep into Marvel now. We're going head first. Yeah, I've had some coffee, Ben. Keep smiling. This is the way it's going. All new X-Men number one. Brian Michael Bendis, Stuart Eminem, Wade Von Grawbadger. Best name in the business, Marte Garcia. Awesome, awesome creative team. Love, love, love this book. We've got a whole bunch of press and hype and build up to this story because we're bringing the original X Men from the past, from what we would conceive of as the 60s, the original Stan and Jack issues, all the way into the present. Here's how it all goes down there's new mutants popping up, Cyclops and his crew of no good nicks. Or mm. trying to be good nicks. Subjective. Yeah, you're subjective. They're doing their thing, trying and to help every, out young mutants. subjective by the, definition. The X-Men are trying to do their thing, trying to figure out how to handle this situation. And in the midst of all that, Beast, Hank McCoy, is going through some heavy, heavy stuff. And that leads to his decision to go back to the original X-Men, to himself and his closest friends. And it's, it's really cool. A lot of big points here and a lot of stuff that we know is coming up. And also, it looks freaking gorgeous. It's a, it's a big issue. It feels yeah. like two or three issues into one, it establishes the status quo for Cyclops, which I think going forward is going to be one of the most interesting things, not just in X-Men, but in the Marvel Universe, is where Cyclops is at. I love the shot of Cyclops yep. doing the, doing the, the CM symbol. Punk X. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just, you know, he's such a complex character now where he's at coming out of AVX and where he's at in this book, the way he introduces himself to these new mutants who have some really cool powers. And then this is the first time we really get to see some of his friends and some of his colleagues, aside from just Wolverine, specifically Iceman, Kitty Pride, Storm, and Beast, dealing with the world they now live in, which by extension is now the world we live in to some extent as X-Men fans. It's not what we were used to, and then to be thrown back with these old characters, I was very impressed with Bendis really appreciating the scope of the X-Men universe. As, as a longtime X-Men fan, him really covering so many characters, so many eras, and it makes me excited for what he's going to be doing. Definitely a very good start to all new X-Men. Hell yeah. Over in Amazing Spider-Man, number 697, is the conclusion of Warzone, which is the Spider-Man versus Hobgoblin versus Hobgoblin three-way dance. It is written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage with art by Giuseppe Camuncoli. It's an all-out action issue. It is Spider-Man who is really up against the wall because he's had his Spider-Sense jammed for the better part of three issues now. He also now has to deal with the fact that Nora Winters is made into a hostage without realizing it. But fortunately, he has an ally in his boss, Max Modell. So it's Peter Parker and Max Modell on the run from the Hobgoblins and the Kingpin trying to break into Norman Osborn's stash of goodies and get it before the Hobgoblins do. They have to use their technology because Peter's kind of handicapped in this sense because he's screwed over by his spider sense. 
he has to find ways around that he has to adapt so it's a neat can peter parker think and figure his way out of this situation issue there's also some stuff dropped for the future because we've got huge stuff going as we lead into superior spider-man there are some very ominous teases involving specifically norman osborne who i just referred to earlier and a cameo which i love and i'm not going to spoil here but it's someone we have not seen in a couple years it's a very cool one-page cameo and i hope we pick up on that again soon so get psyched for what's coming up in amazing spider-man random thought survivor series match team hobgoblin with two hobgoblins Maybe like Jack-O-Lantern and Demo, Demo Goblin, Goblin, Demo Goblin versus Team Spider-Man. You could have Spider-Man, Venom, Kane. Spider-Woman? Sure, Spider-Woman. Are we doing mixed or is it all... Uh, she's pretty badass. She could take on anybody. I know she is, but I'm just saying by traditional wrestling rules. You know, We're going to break the rules. Okay. Yeah. The end. All right. Over to Avengers Assemble. Number nine. This is Kelly Sue DeConnick's. First issue on Avengers Assemble. And Stefano Caselli's. And Stefano Caselli's. Stefano Caselli did amazing work in Secret Warriors and Amazing Spider-Man and all kinds of stuff. Kelly Sue, Captain Marvel writer. I don't even understand how this comic is made. This I, is so fun. I, I had... All right. I'm going to lay it down for you. Last night, I had four freshly baked homemade chocolate chip cookies that my wife made. Right. Ate them in quick succession. Right. Then I sat down to read this. I was probably that was probably the closest thing to being high that I could have been in that state because this was so good. The cookies were so good. Everything put me on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. This comic made me actually cackle, like like laugh so hard I was it's making so crazy. Fun. It's not just funny. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But like, and and it's not just Kelly Sue's writing. It's it's very much that. But it's also Stefano was a master. Of facial expressions, of body language, of setting a scene through the way he, he, he poses his characters. And, you know, it's very much like Kevin Maguire. You know, if you look mm. at some of Kevin Maguire's really classic stuff, he does some amazing things. And Stefano is of that same type of school. He could do so much with so little. And it's really, it's incredible. And then when you put Kelly and Stefano together, it's just, it's magic. There's fireworks through this book. So good. So much fun. Right. This is an incredible book. You have to read this. Let's talk about what's at the heart of the book, which is oh, yeah, basically that <laughs> Iron Man and Hulk are both highly intelligent dudes. Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, they come at things very, very differently. So basically the crux of this issue is Tony Stark challenges Bruce Banner to a... Not really a think-off. He's like, you grab an Avenger, I grab an Avenger. There's a problem. We're both going to solve it. We're going to see who's smarter. Captain Marvel, who, of course, Kelly Sue writes and adapted, has decided she is the referee. Hulk and Iron Man both have to go and try to recruit their teammates, which is hilarious in and of itself. And what we end up with is Hulk and one Avenger, Iron Man with one Avenger. Not going to name them here. Both trying to deal with the problem, going with their different approaches. But there's a lot of cool action, which gives Stefano some great stuff to draw, but it's really the banter between... Yeah. Tony and Bruce Banner. Every writer, I think, dreams of writing Tony Stark because he's so fun, because he's so snarky and whatnot. But I love the way Kelly Sue writes Banner, who, you know, is traditionally portrayed as being very, like, meek and very, like, oh, the world is terrible. But here, hanging out in Avengers Tower, doing his thing, and actually, you know, kind of happy and, and strutting a little bit, but very different Bruce Banner. Captain America gets some great lines. Wolverine gets some great lines. It is incredibly Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman is phenomenal. Spider-Woman is great. 
score is great. Yeah. And it's creepy at the end too. It's got yeah. it's got a it's lot. It's got a really cool twist. I echo everything you said and then some. And I think if you are someone who really liked Marvel's The Avengers film, yes. this is this is the issue you want to pick up. And if you know a friend who really loved the film but doesn't have the same, you know, grasp of the comics, same love of the comics that you do, this is the issue to give them. This is the one you say, hey, you really liked the interplay between all the Avengers in the movie. Th- you're going to love this comic book. This is going to make you love the Marvel Universe even more. This is the book that if you don't take the, the download code, if you don't use it yourself, give it to someone else so they can experience the book. Share it. Get people hooked on Avengers. This is the one that's going to do it. And the cool thing is seeing the feel of the movie and the characters who are in the movie and then characters who weren't in the yeah. movie, like Captain Marvel and like Spider-Woman, who, you know, who knows if we'll ever see them in the cinematic universe. This is how they might be in the cinematic universe. So it's cool seeing them interact. Yeah, it got that same tone, same level. Say it, Kelly just nails it yep. from top to bottom. I can't say enough good things about this issue. Over in a Fantastic Four, number one, by Matt Fraction, with amazing art by Mark Bagley, with Paul Mounts, and Mark Farmer. And i got to say something about Mark Bagley. He's been doing this for, what, 20 years or so, give or take? Yeah, he started in late 80s, early 90s, after he won the Marvel tryout book. There you go. He has somehow gotten better over the years. And, like, the man has always been good. We're huge fans of his work. But you look at what he's doing here, and he's doing so much, so much detail, and he's doing it at such a frequent pace because he's one of those guys who can do – you know, 16 issues a year and still keep up that level of quality, it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. And yes, you know, you got to give credit to Mark Farmer, his inker, and Paul, Paul Mounts, the colorist. Everybody together puts it in, in a really great package. It's actually but, interesting that Mark Farmer's inking because Mark Farmer, frequent partner of Alan, Alan Davis, Davis, and Mark Bagley, we're doing a series on Marvel.com right now called Fantastic Figures, where he talks about drawing the book and he talks about how. A lot of his Fantastic Four work is influenced by Alan Davis. You can so, totally see it yeah. too. You get a, a good sense of that vibe, the a lot of the shapes, a lot of the, the style of it, and it you yeah. know. But Mark puts his very own specific spin on it, and it's it's really the book is gorgeous, and you get a really cool setup to what we're gonna see in Fantastic Four and FF in the next you know year or so, and what we're going for with Marvel now. Fraction really sets the stage for so many different things. I mean, there's really Tons of great stuff, and you know it's cool because I don't I don't think Matt's ever written FF before the no. Fantastic Four characters, no. so you can see he's Briefly, getting his little anything, like yeah. his his chance to to get you know what a revolt in development the Yancey Street gang yeah. you know all the little bits and pieces that if you're a Fantastic Four fan it's that that's your juice right there that's you know you well, want to get, all a, get a touch all, it's nice because they all get a little vignette it's like in the course of setting up the issue he does you know three pages of the thing three pages of the Human Torch and you get a sense of like, all right. If you've never read Fantastic Four, which the point of Marvel now is trying to get people to try some stuff, these are these characters. If you've read Fantastic Four before, it is a nice nod to you, but you also get a sense of this. these are these characters as written by Matt Fraction. Yeah. So it's a very good introductory issue. Yeah. The other cool thing is Marvel now, not a reboot. So what we get here is a reflection of the Fantastic Four family and the, the Future Foundation, as has been built by Jonathan Hickman and company. Which, you know, we've said so many good things over the last year about Hick- last several years about Hickman's run. Matt takes that and runs with it, and you don't, we're not trampling or disregarding anything that's come before. It's building upon and moving forward and taking it to another level. And there's a whole lot of twists and turns in this. It's a super good issue. Loved it. 
Moving on, we got First X-Men number four, the penultimate issue of First X-Men. Written by Neil Adams with Christos Gage, drawn by Neil Adams with Andrew Curry and Matthew Wilson. And we've got some big moments in this issue. It is retroactively the first appearance of the Sentinels as Wolverine, Sabretooth, and their crew go up against the Sentinels for the first time. So that's a big action moment, and you get to see Neil Adams draw it, so that's very cool. The highlight for me of this issue, and maybe of this series to date, is this villain virus who Neil has created, who's this creepy-looking... You can see him on the first few pages here. You can see him as a baby. Oh, that was bad. This <laughs> awful, misshapen baby who we get his backstory here, and his basic power is he controls other people by riding on them piggyback because he's all deformed and spider-like and he can't walk on his own. It's just like Daniel the Yeah, he's like Daniel Daniel Horowitz in a lot of ways. But we, I mean, we also see him walking upright in jeans and stuff. It's very disturbing. Why not? He is a very disturbing villain. Neil has created some memorable characters here, but I think he is going to stand out as someone who I'd like to see in, in modern times. And I hope they bring him forward. Visually, he's very interesting. And we get a little bit of his backstory here, so we learn a little more here. Wolverine and his team go up against the Sentinels, and by the end of the issue, they find out they have a traitor in their midst, and we're going to see big consequences as this leads bridges into X-Men continuity itself in the next issue. Over in Gambit number five, written by James Asmus, with art by Diogenes Nevis, who I'm psyched to see back at Marvel. I love his work. We have a follow-up to the first arc where Gambit got caught by a crime lord who he tried to steal from and now is being put into the employ of that crime lord against his will, has to pull off a caper for him. This is basically Gambit going through the motions. So you get to, once again, as this series has kind of been, as James Asmus has tried to do, you get to see Gambit doing his thing using the tools of his trade, doing his thieving, and gets in some really tough, impossible situations here. His reaction is kind of neat. He, he gets dropped out of a plane, and rather than just screaming, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, he tries to figure out, first, the first thing he does, which I love, is he just says, hey, does anyone with superhuman hearing in flight, can you hear me? <laughs> okay, worth a try. And then after that doesn't work, tries to figure out his next move, so James Asmus continues to write a very cool, very witty gambit, and sets up that next issue we are going to see Pete Wisdom and MI-13. So, Ooh la la. that should be an interesting interaction right there. Totally. Over at Marvel Universe versus the Avengers, we get Gloom, Doom, and more Doom with Jonathan Mayberry and Leandro Fernandez, great colors by Lee Lowridge. Basically, Doom is the savior. All hope lies in Doom, and the world has gone to crap. Doom has figured out what's up, and he's got an ultimatum for the remaining Avengers. They're fighting their friends. They're fighting, you know, all these people who are in the... There's this, like, cannibal virus thing going on. And Doom's like, hey, look, I got this. Just get down on your knees and say Doom is the best, and it's all square. <laughs> and they're like, the Avengers are like, no, Doom, you're a jerk. You're gonna, you know, turn on us and blah, blah, blah. And then the Avengers get their asses kicked... And they're like, hey, Doom, can By you... Hercules. Can, can you... Can zombie, raid zombie Hercules. Yeah. Wearing one of those cool head necklaces that, that are all the rage that in you, Marvel Universe. That you want to do with the moldoids all around yeah. him. And he's like, hey, guys, we're going to eat. Yeah, and but that's like all the big, strong guys like oh, yeah. in this universe, they have little necklaces of little people's heads. So Hercules is like, yeah, sure, I'll get some of that. Let's be honest. I'm I would totally wear one of those. I know. I'm scared of it every day. Yep. So... The Avengers get are getting their asses kicked, and they're like, hey, seriously, Doom, if you're going to be the big, bad, awesome dude, 
do this, bro. Well, it's not the Avengers do it. It's Hawkeye. Yeah, but Hawkeye the rest of them have to go along with it. Sure, but Hawkeye's the one who literally grabs Doom by his collar in the middle of this and just yells at him in his face, if you can do this, do it. Like, I don't care anymore. Hawkeye continues to be the, you know, the awesome star of this series. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And then Doom's like, all right, hold on a second. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Get down on your knees. Awesome issue. Yeah, Love it. Very good. And the so art by Leandro Fernandez is really, really impressive. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a detour out of mainstream adult comics over into Blake Garris's Ollie's Corner, where we have the newest issue of Marvel Universe. Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Blake, take it away. This is issue number eight. I call this the Bosom Buddies issue. You didn't say hello, children. Hello, children. This is the Bosom Buddies issue. You started so well with the introduction that I couldn't. It's all right. Get your bearings. You don't know what the Bosom Buddies are, but you should Google it. Anyways, the first story is by Carl Kessel with art by Ramon Bach, and it is Hawkeye and Iron Man, and MODOK switches their brains. That's a great story. So basically, they're two different people. <laughs> so they have to adjust and learn how to, like, Hawkeye has to learn how to fight with Iron Man's body and armor and vice versa, and it's really cool, and they have a lot of one-liners, as they both do all the time, and then their one-liners switch when their brains switch, and it's all a bunch of craziness. And the art is just fantastic. And then hijinks ensue. Things happen. It's a great story. Secondly, there is another Bosom Buddies story with Black Panther and the Hulk. Written by Elliot Kalin. Art by Christopher Jones. And Black Panther's trying to be stealth against Hydra. And Hulk just wants to smash things. And there's some stealth. There's some smashing things. They get along at the end. Yeah, it's another great story. And also in this book, at the end, there's another mini Hulk story, which is just so cute. Do you have any tips for the kids this week? Uh, Don't. Oh, man, this is just a reference to last week. You can do that. Don't. If you get a hickey, wear a turtleneck. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't get a hickey, wear a turtleneck, because turtlenecks are great. Yeah, and if you're a kid, you probably shouldn't be getting hickeys anyways. But you can have a turtleneck. Yeah, you can still wear a turtleneck. So yeah. you probably just... Thank you, Blake. Back into the logical part of the podcast. New Avengers number 33, ultimate installment of End Times for the New Avengers, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Michael Avon Omen, which is a huge treat. We talked about this in the past. He did an issue of Black Panther. A little while back, we talked about how awesome it is to see Michael Avon Omen drawing mainstream Marvel characters. Well, here he gets to draw all the big guns. Doctor Strange is fighting basically a ghost. He's, he is fighting a ghost. He's fighting Daniel Drum, the deceased brother of the deceased brother Voodoo. If you need to understand that, well, it'll take a little longer to explain to you, but I'm not going to do it right now. Needless to say, Doctor Strange is being besieged by this ghost who is taking over different bodies. This issue takes over the bodies of various Avengers and has them fight each other. So you've got Michael Avon Omen drawing like the Thing versus Thor, Luke Cage versus Thing, Maria Hill versus Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel getting in there, Damon Hellstrom's involved, Spider Man, Daredevil, all this good stuff. The art is so cool, and Bendis really getting to tell this this kind of murder mystery 
intrigue, no one can trust anyone's story that he's so good at. And then we're going to be going into the big conclusion of this. Because now we've got all the Avengers there. We've got all the new Avengers there. And we've got Doctor Strange making a huge challenge at the end. So we're going to see some all-out magic mayhem. I love this Doctor Strange moment. It's yep. a total Gandalf moment. He's standing there. He's like, you shall not pass. Yeah. And it's, I was going to curse a lot. It's really okay. awesome. Yeah, and no, I haven't seen Star Trek. So. I'm going to punch you in your neck. <laughs> all right. And get a hickey, just like the intern. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> That's how they happen, right? No. That's definitely how they happen. It's not okay. <laughs> Wait, can we pause for a second? Did you tell your, your lady friend? that she we actually listened to it, and she thought it was quite hilarious. Good. Did she say, oh, I'm going to give you a bigger one? Because <laughs> No, as you noticed, no hickeys. I, wasn't, I haven't no, looked at you since you no came in. No one's looking here. at your neck. Turn around. Oh, try. Nothing there. Good. Mm, All interesting. Right. Back to the comments. <laughs> Anyways. Red She-Hulk, number 59, part of Marvel Now, written by Jeff Parker, art by Carlo Pegulian, Wellington Alves, and colors by Val Staples. Red She-Hulk is on the run from Machine Man. In this issue, we get to see more of Machine Man's new capabilities as he has been revamped by Jeff Parker. Last issue, Red She-Hulk killed a dude. And now we're trying to see what what's the consequences of that going to be. Machine Man's after her, and eventually the Avengers are after her. She fights Thor. She fights Iron Man. She fights Captain Marvel. The art is stupendous. Very smart writing by Jeff Parker. Red She-Hulk, one of the new breakout stars of Marvel now. Speaking of Thor, we've got Thor, God of Thunder, number one. Ooh, Nelly. By bearded Jason Aaron and Isad Rabik. Also bearded. Is he also bearded? Yes. I haven't seen Isad in a while. He's possessed of facial hair. All right. You guys, I don't even Ooh, Oh, uh, and of course, Dandy Dean White on oh, the yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah. Him and Esau are amazing combo. It's like the Road Warriors. They are yeah. the Road Warriors. They are the yep. baddest, biggest, most awesome tag team, and they will kill everybody. Yeah. I'm not going to tell the story about Blake and the Road Warriors at New York Comic Con. Yeah, I don't know that. Today. But I've told you it. I'll remind you later. Sure. So, all right, we're going into Marvel now. Thor is has come out of all kinds of crazy stuff, but really all you need to know is Thor is Asgardian God of Thunder. Yeah. That's all you need to know this coming into it. It's a very this. simple issue to pick up if Boom. you've never read anything. Yeah, it, it's really great. Perfect introduction if you have anyone who likes the Thor film, if you like the concept of Thor. Really, you get in there and you, you see there's three different versions of Thor throughout time, and you get their stories. They're all connected, and it's incredible. Crazy action, cool mysteries, really awesome character designs. There's some stuff that Jason writes and basically puts there for like tiny little throwaway stuff that I just want to read full comics about. Like yep. the, the gods that he creates for yep. this, this world, this planet Indigar. Mm -hmm. I want to know all about them. They're crazy. And they're all dead. How did they die? That's the big thing that is pushing this book forward and how Thor gets wrapped up into it. Old man Thor. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. that guy is crazy. Yep. Oh, I love this book so much. I want to smack Blake with it. It's you can if you want to. Blake, put it up there. Oh, jeez, it happened. That wasn't a that wasn't an added on sound effect. <laughs> well, maybe we can enhance it later. I'm gonna read it. Though. Look, any, <laughs> anytime, anytime you've got Sadrabik and Dean oh. White out there, like when they were doing oh. Ultimates, it's pretty much a guarantee. It's I mean, all due respect to everyone else working in the world, 
they produce the prettiest comics. It's like ever. the Dudley Boys in <laughs> late '90s ECW, yeah. putting everybody through tables, causing everybody to go crazy. They're I love the those best. things where they draw, they <sighs> draws out the sound effects, uh, the aliens he creates, the battle sequences, the faces. Everything's perfect, and Jason Aaron knows just how to write for him. That is going to be one to watch. Just a pretty and cool, just cool. Reading just that, like badass. Reading that book is like me watching an Ultimate Warrior promo from his crazy days. It's so awesome. It makes me want to go crazy. Speaking of all, to tie this all back, there's Marvel AR in this book. And if you pick up this book and you have Marvel AR, there is a message from another other than Hulk Hogan in the middle of the book. There you go. So there's your logical We need to make sure that we rambling. put that on Twitter tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be out there. Okay, We're cool. We're do an article and everything. Yeah. Ultimate Comics, Ultimates number 18, the conclusion to United We Stand, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Luke Ross. Captain America, President Captain America, leads the Ultimates in a final battle against Modi, son of Thor, possibly Modi, I'm not sure. I think Modi, because it should rhyme with Loki. Anyways, I'm getting off track. Modi has got Hydra and this army of civilians under his control. Captain America has to free Thor from the mind control Modi's put him under with the mind gem. He also has to battle Modi. Meanwhile, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, everyone else, they have to take out this insane army bent on seceding. Captain America has a vision of what his America could be thanks to the mind gem, and that I think is going to fuel a lot of things going forward. Thor has to step up big here. Everyone kind of has these cool character moments. Feels like a big action movie. Sam Humphrey knows, knows how to get it done. Black Widow has a cool sacrificial bit hawkeye just seems just slick as all hell iron man thinks his way out of stuff everything you want from a big ass ultimates avengers story is right here and now we're going to go into reconstruction the next chapter of the ultimates very cool very big stuff over in venom number 27 this is like the fourth time i've gotten to say it this week penultimate part of minimum carnage we've got some big fights here venom and scarlet spider going up against carnage going up against the other bad guys we have the enigma force pitching in as well awesome art by declan shalvey working off cullen bunn's script declan immediately elevates anything he works on does a great job here carnage taunting venom and the steps venom has to take in order to put a stop to what carnage is doing is awesome and the cliffhanger of where this is ending and where the final part is going is pretty sick pretty sick Pretty sick. All right. So before we walked into the room for the podcast, I asked Nick Lowe and Jordan White if they could put out Wolverine and the X-Men every week because this issue, number 20 by Jason Aaron with art by Steve Sanders and colors by Frank Dermata, is that damn good. It is so – every issue of Wolverine and the X-Men seems like 10 comics just jammed, like pushed into one book with mm. – so wish, many stories. I wish we had video right now. And, and just all this crazy stuff and Jason Aaron's beard coming out with crazy ideas and amazing artists and these insane editors all jamming on just crazy, awesome comics. And then this, you, you get introduced to a bunch of new mutants as a result of Avengers vs. X-Men with the Phoenix Force reigniting the mutant population. You get some amazing, really great new characters out of this. One, you've got this shark girl character i don't know if they settled on a name for her shark girl seems to be so far that's what they, they thus far they mentioned uh, all the stuff at the end Mudbug, you got mud this bug. mud bug character he's like where, where is he based in alabama, alabama. blake you like this character. the woods of alabama 
It's totally great. You know, it's hey, it's right what you know. Jason yeah. Aaron, I guess, is just right what he knows. He knows about mud bugs. Then you get you turn the page and what is going on? We know what's going on, yeah. but what is going on? We didn't even on? talk about this. Is like Angel's big issue. Yeah, we're gonna get okay, to that. Get there, get there. We get whole bunch of new characters at the end here. So uh, some new, some mixed, some some ones that have been introduced before sauron mm-hmm. who doesn't love sauron i love that guy he's such a jerk we get all kinds of crazy stuff in this back up we've got the new silver samurai with mystique taking on angel and the shark girl who's this brazilian mutant tons of fun she's stuff in, in the middle she hasn't decided which side yeah, she's on. she well she eventually does. She well, does. yeah yeah i mean you gotta buy the comic to find out which side no she's they're on. gonna buy the comic because it's freaking amazing also I love the way Steve oh, yeah. Sanders draws Beast. And I know some people don't, but they're wrong. I'm right. He draws an awesome Beast in this issue as yep. he did in The Sword. Sword. Yep. Every bit of this book, top to bottom, love it. And you know what? It's really cool that what they're doing with Angel mm-hmm. is putting his character on this whole trajectory. And there's lots of twists, lots of turns. And like, There's some stuff going on with Angel that you know, is big. You find out in this issue that basically there's a cost to him using his powers. Yep. And it's a big one. Yeah. Not money, guys. Not money. Not money. Not everything's about money, Blake. No. Just like Million Dollar Man. Yep. You know what they say? More money, more problems. Money, 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 money. Mo money. I'm not quoting the song. I'm saying, like, the idea of more, more money, more problems. All right. X-Men Legacy, number one. Cy Spurrier, Tan Enghwat. What is going on? This is crazy, man. I love this This book. This issue's all over the place, and it's awesome. I'll be honest. I love Cy Spurrier. Mm -hmm. Dude is bananas. He writes some insane comics. Yeah, Yeah, X-Club, one of my favorite limited series of the past several years. He has taken some crazy steps in really elevating Legion Mm -hmm. in this book. Because Legion, you know, he's sort of been this character that pushes the story forward, but you never get much out of him, at least in the experiences I've read him. Mm -hmm. He's... Professor X's son, he's super duper troubled, and he's got all these crazy mutant powers. Really, really wild character, but he's he's never been explored as much as I, I think he could have. Right. This is the book where you get a lot of Legion stuff, and it works, and it's phenomenal, and it really is engaging. Just like Jason Aaron builds like a bunch of things that are, are sort of just put to the side, used for set dressing. That's what they do in this issue. They build this whole community. And I was like, what are these characters? Who are these guys? These are great. I didn't. Are any of these established characters? No, that are... all new. All new characters here. And like you said, the just, just the structure he's created. Because Legion is so complicated. In a sense, he's got a million personalities. And how do you show that visually? And how do you portray that? And Sykes Furrier has ideas. We actually interviewed him on Marvel.com last week. Check it out. It's an article called X-Men Legacy Inside and Out. And he talks about basically creating this framework through which... He wants readers to understand and follow Legion, and it's on display here, and it's very, very cool. Yeah. Tan Eng Huat, who is, has done some really cool work. He did that Silver Surfer limited mm-hmm. series. He's done a bunch of different things. Work on Ghost Rider. Work on Ghost Rider. Here, he's teamed with Craig Young on inks and Jose Villarubia on colors, mm. and it's like it's something really special is going on here. It's Tan Eng Huat's art can sometimes get really crazy, really angular, really vibrant and wild. And here, it's it's sort of molded in a certain way that lets it get have that kinetic feel, but also give it a little bit more solidity. It, it may not make sense when I'm saying it, but when you guys read it, you'll, I, maybe you'll understand the way I, I look at this. And I'm like, this is the best I think he's ever looked, especially when you yeah. take 
Jose Villarubia, who's an amazing colorist, you take his hues, and a lot of, like, if you look at the, some of the colors on this, really textured stuff. You really have to appreciate what the current level of colorists are doing. We say that a lot, but guys like Dean White and Jose Villarubia and, and, and all these guys doing some really incredible stuff that totally elevates the comics. And a lot of big things going on for Legion here, and where this puts him is going to be totally yeah, just crazy. from the beginning of the issue to the end of the issue, his status quo changes hugely. Mm -hmm. Hugely. All right, last book of the week: Extreme X Men number six by Greg Pak, with art by Steven Segovia, Raul Valdez, and a host of other people. Totally crazy issue. We get the story of this young Nightcrawler, this Kurt Wagner. He came from this really great world where Cupertino where the, the, the home of Apple products in California is the center of the country. But things go totes wrong. He gets shunted out of his world, gets thrust into this whole Professor X, you know, tracking thing with Dazzler and James Howlett and the, the, just the head of Charles Xavier. And then he gets thrown back because he, he thinks he can find his parents. We get a lot of history on what that world is like what's going on and what that means for him that is back there where the Wolverine character Howlett who we get some really cool stuff with him and Dazzler they go to find Kurt and you know what there was a really cool angle in here about the state of this world and you know who's in charge oh, of this yeah. world and and th there's this one page this one splash where you've got this giraffe and these robots and the text on that page I was like that's a really cool twist. You don't really see that a lot when you get this type of story in fiction. So I thought that was really cool. And then the last page yeah, is like, ominous. hey, look at these jerks. Yeah, got to read it to understand, but yeah, totally. Well, we got a really strong crop of comics this week. I'm really psyched that I feel like all the Marvel Now books, all the number ones, really hit their marks. Like, they really provided good starting points. All New X-Men felt huge. Fantastic Four, perfect starting point for a Fantastic Four book. Thor is gorgeous and badass, and then X-Men Legacy is crazy and out there. I think all four of those books merit attention, but again, I loved Avengers Assemble number nine. Yeah, it, It's a strong it, crop of books, but I really liked Avengers Assemble number nine. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy that when we have Brian Michael Bendis and Stuart Imminent on an X-Men book, we have Jason Aaron and Isad Rabik on Thor, mm -hmm. we have Fraction Sy and Bagley, Fraction of Bagley like on that. Fantastic Four. Uh, the book that I just, I, I can't help but say is my Twim of the week mm -hmm. is Avengers Assemble number nine. Kelly and Stefano just just destroyed on this book. I would read that book a million times over. Blake, your head's buried in Thor God of Thunder number one. What are you thinking? It's great, but you guys shouldn't forget the Amazing Spider-Man. It's true. Amazing sure. Spider-Man was also excellent. Yeah. Which is my choice. Oh, wow. All right. Very good. Blake Garris. Go, I, I like it when you go out on your own. Go off the reservation. Go rogue. Daniel Horowitz, when we asked you earlier today what you did last night, you said, I can't remember. Do you <laughs> well, have a twin of the week? I can't remember. What I don't care what you did last night. Is, oh, you um, can. Next setup. Which is Extreme X-Men number six, actually. Ooh. Because I, I really like Greg Pak's writing. I always really like the way that he integrates technology into his universes. And I've just loved everything he's done. And I'm really excited for, for this issue. Very cool. All right. Wide variety of stuff to check out this week. Really no... No weak spots. No. So check out everything that came out this week. Rock solid. If you want to not be a fool. We also got collections on sale. We have Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Volume 3 in trade paperback. Deadpool Max, hardcover. 
Fear Itself, Hulk vs. Dracula, trade paperback. Marvel Masterworks, Fantastic Four, Volume 14, hardcover. Getting up there. New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Volume 4, ABX, hardcover. Spider-Man is out in hardcover. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, Death of Spider-Man Omnibus, also out in hardcover. And finally, X-Men, The Curse is Broken, trade paperback. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah, very cool stuff. Spider-Man, awesome series. Yeah. Check that out. Deadpool Max was awesome. If you skipped on that, get the collection. Really good. If you're of age. Yes. Yes. All right, over to the app this week. You can get a whole bunch of new comics, including the ones we talked about. For the, I'm pretty sure all of them. Mm-hmm. In addition to those, you can get Avengers number 21 through 30. Whoever put this list together didn't say which Avengers that was. That would be intern Tom Lafferty. Who's Great. responsible for this gap. Daniel, I want you to go fire him after okay. this podcast. I guess he'll be in tomorrow. So. Yep. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can call him. Bother, yeah. him, at, bother him at home. Uh, He's used to it. Marvel Zombies, Dead Days number one, as well as Marvel Zombies Evil Evolution number one. Deadpool Team Up, issues number 888 through 883, because it counts down, not up. And Exiles, numbers 20 through 25. Yep. And then digital collections released this week, we've got House of M, Uncanny X-Men, Iron Man vs. Whiplash, Siege, Thor, Ultimate X-Men Volume 9, The Tempest, War Machine Volume 2, Dark Reign, and a big one, Quintessential X-Men Story, X-Men Inferno. Of course, the Marvel Comics app is not the only place you can get digital comics. We've also got Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited on Marvel.com. Blake, you want to run down the freshly digitized books for this week? All right, we have Fear Itself, The Fearless, number 6, 7, 8, and 9. We have Six Guns, number 2, 3, 4, and 5. We have Thor, The Deviant Saga, number 2, 3, and 4. We have... That is all. You got one more. You missed one. Oh, you were doing so well. Look at Friday. Shame itself, number 1. Tom Brennan would be so upset. How That's could his I baby. forget? That's why I forgot it. That's great. Alright, well listen, while we are waiting for Ryan to get back, he just stepped out for a moment, we are going to kick it over to the West Coast to um, Blake's twin brother from another mother. Mark Strami Strom. Strami, what do you got for us this week in the world of movies and TV? Hello there, Twimmers, Twimites, this week in Marvelers, this week in Marvelettes. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom coming at you once again, as always, from sunny but kind of cold, but not nearly as cold as I am used to, so I am not going to complain, Los Angeles, with the latest in Marvel movies, games, etc., etc. You know the spiel. First up this week, we've got some exciting news in Marvel TV, namely Astonishing X-Men from Marvel Knights Animation has come to Blu-ray. This is a special two-disc edition that contains all four Astonishing X-Men series that Marvel Knights Animation has released. It adapts the entire Jaws Whedon, John Cassidy, Astonishing X-Men series that ran from about, like, what was it, 2004 to 2000-something? But it's a great, great epic story. Had the Return of Colossus, all that stuff with Kay Pride, Break World, Scott Summers becoming awesome. But yeah, now you can pick up the entire series on Blu-ray. First time, I believe, any of the Dodging X-Men series has been available on Blu-ray. 
And also, if you've been collecting the series on DVD so far and you have the first three installments, Gifted, Dangerous, and Torn, we also released the fourth installment, Dangerous, this week on DVD. So you can round out your DVD collection if you want, if you have the uh, three previous editions, or you can get the whole shebang on Blu-ray. We, of course, have tons of awesome Astonishing X-Men content that we've been pouring up all week, if you've been following along, but I'll get to that in a bit. And in some other news, moving over to Marvel Games, over in Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook, which, if you don't know, is at apps.facebook.com slash Avengers Alliance. It is our free-to-play Facebook game that is highly addictive. And I say that as an Avengers Alliance addict. But we just kicked off our second season in the PvP tournaments. The previous season, the reward character was Deadpool. This season, the reward character is Cable. And it's it basically runs the same way as the previous, previous season. However, there's more room in each of the categories and some, you know little extra prizes along the way so you will be hopefully be able to get more out of the fighting experience as you go along i know i played a few pvp battles yesterday and did not do so great well i mean it depends on how you define great but if you define losing like five battles in a row just very very poorly and not really managing to get a hit in, then yeah, I didn't do so great. But, you know, I will keep trying. And of course, it's worth mentioning that we have a little less than two weeks left on Spec Op 4, the reward character, of course, if you complete all 25 missions in Spec Op 4, is Ghost Rider. I'm fairly close. I think I've completed 19 of the 25 tasks, so I'm almost there. Hopefully, by... This time next week when I'm talking to you, I will, you know, have Ghost Rider. At least that's a hope. One can always dream. Anyway, that covers everything that's available now from Marvel TV and Games. So I'll send you back to those fine, jolly folks in New York. And I will be back with you once again shortly. Oh, man. Srami. Wow. You got, you just... Every week. Every week. I know Strami's really excited about coming to New York this week, but he's devastated. Oh, Whoa! no! Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have that in your head and then you no. just blanked on it? No, I didn't. Not I was like, insane. what can I say for awesome this podcast? Awesome enemies, you are. What can I say for this? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, Shelly, y'all, it is wrote Ozymandias. It is or the character Ozymandias. No, because I remember seeing it. That's from nah, you fool. We don't talk about that. You fool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the world breaker, Nick Lowe. It certainly <laughs> is. Percy by Shelley wrote the poem yeah. Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. That's where that quote comes I, from. Did he do anything else? Did he do anything else? Yes. Is that his sole he, work? No, he wrote a, many amazing works, like To a Skylark, which is one of Nick Lowe's. Favorite poems. Right. He wrote the Untouchables movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's true. Did he write one of the Teen Wolf movies? He as wrote well? Teen Wolf 2. That's right. He, he wrote Standing Up. Yep. Yeah. He would lean on a mantle 
and right, kind of like Stan Lee would type standing up. He built himself like a little desk on his balcony. So you're saying Stan Lee is like the modern day Percy Shelley? Yeah. Yep. Very Makes interesting. Sense. Yep. What's going on, Nick? What's going on in the world of Lowe? Not too much. We're in publishing insanity. Uh-huh. It is crazy holiday schedule. I'm losing my mind, so yeah. I thought I'd share some of that loss with you guys. Thank you. And, all of, you. and all of you lovely listeners. How are you doing getting ready for your big marathon? It's it's this Sunday. I'm running the Philadelphia Marathon, which will have already been passed probably when this comes out. No, this comes out no? Thursday. Perfect. If anyone lives in Philadelphia, you can come cheer me on. I'll be wearing a white t-shirt that says Broadway Impact. That's a charity I'm running for. But I'll be in Philadelphia running the Philadelphia Marathon yeah. Sunday morning. And how can people support Broadway Impact? They can Google search it. They can look at my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a Marvel-supported thing. That's all right. Make that sort of thing clear. That's but fine. If anyone wants to go, sponsored. contribute. They are welcome to it. It's a great charity. Tweet to at Nick underscore low underscore for more details. Do yes. not tweet Nick Lowe. Yeah. Not at Again. Nick Lowe. I don't think that person actually exists. Then, then that's what hurts my soul is they took oh, my name off the Twitter worst. and don't worst. actually use it. Dude, you had a lot of big books coming out this week. You got all new X-Men number one. Boom. Huge. X-Men Huge. Legacy number one. Kachoom. That's and Daniel Ketchum edited that one. Yeah. I just got to look and read it and enjoy it thoroughly. And then Wolverine the X-Men number 20. Kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Extreme X-Men number six. Oh, the hits just keep on coming. And let's not forget Fantastic Four number one. Fantastic Four number one, which I practically edited. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Tom Brevoort. Yeah. I, I think he might be legally blind. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's possible. It's possible. But I read Fantastic Four number one. Thought it was terrific. Yeah. Thought it was terrific. I also thoroughly enjoyed Thor number one, which also came out this yes. week, right? Yes. Thor God of Thunder. Both terrific Marvel now books. Did you read Avengers I, Assemble number nine? I did. Kelly C's first issue. We uh, love that. That was really fun. That's probably my favorite thing I've read of Kelly's, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed. I really liked Osborne as well, but uh, and of course, of course, Captain Marvel. But that one was probably my favorite thing she's written. And I have to say, it is the Avengers book. Most like the Avengers movie. Boom! We did not script that because I said the same exact thing. Oh, really? Thing about yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't talk to Ryan outside of this podcast. Yeah, it's so true. Just, it's true. Yeah. Not, or any of us. No, yeah. that's true. You don't even know our names. <laughs> yeah. Who, it's like wait, a, you have names? <laughs> uh, Blake doesn't have a voice, at least not one I've ever heard. Here's my name. What? <laughs> oh, my own. <laughs> Strung up on my own guitar. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> so we were we talked a lot about Wolverine and the X Men oh. and. This last page with the, I mean, Ben and I, we know who these characters are, but I yeah. can't wait for, for you guys to unleash more about this oh. motley crew of, of insane You are going to like creation. it. Now, one, there's one character you, you do not know. Yeah, well, yeah, and that a couple is, we weren't sure about. Yeah, well, there, there's one you certainly don't know because this is his, his very first appearance, which is that guy with the wings. That, yeah, I thought he was new. He's a brand new character. Wait until you see what we have in store for you with that. Of course, you know Lord Deathstrike, yep, yep. some sort of Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Your boy Sauron. Yeah. Defend him. Defend your boy. Always will. Then you got uh, what's that guy's name? He's got the he's a Ghostwriter villain that Jason just used as well. He's got like oh the uh, babies on his yeah, instead yeah, of hands. Oh yeah. You just can't see them because they're that, under his cloak. That Lord, that's not Lord Pandemonium. It no. is. Yeah, yeah. It is Lord nice. Pandemonium. Master Pandemonium. And then who is that uh, Mojo looking lady? Yeah, right there. I don't know, Nick. Who is it? You edit the book. You may have to read it and find out. And then, of course, wait. Do you edit this book? As much as I edit anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that. How about that final splash? And this guy? That's Kate Kilgore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Lord, Lord Imperial of the uh, Hellfire Club, Black King. Yeah. And I, I may have just given him a new title as well. Yeah. Lord <laughs> Imperial. There you go. 
But yeah, that's a great issue. Great Steven Sanders art. Oh, I love his beast. I love his beast so much. Yep. Yeah. New new character, Shark Girl. Super so awesome. Is, I told you her name was Shark Girl. Shark well, Girl. Well, he's, he's yeah, she has it. It's it's what she's going by now. That's her working title. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Shark Girl. Unless we we somehow get like a cease and desist letter after yeah. this podcast. Yeah. That's gonna be her name. Nice. We just haven't named her yet in that Horse issue wins again. She hasn't really become a, a student yet. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Anyway, great work, and Nick. all new X Men number one. Yep, the good stuff. Oh yeah, the good stuff. Really good. People are gonna really dig it. How you um, like working with Bendis? Oh, it's great. I mean, Brian and I've worked together many times. Brian was one of the first in people comics? I worked with in comics. Indeed, right. I worked with him on Daredevil. That's right. My first day at Marvel, I got on the phone with Brian. Went over. I think it was Daredevil. Twenty? No, it wasn't that that far in. Maybe it was like nineteen, something like wow, that. Wow! Right in the towards the beginning of his run, it was his second or third issue. I was just yeah. became an assistant editor on that book. Then we worked Daniel wasn't even born yet. That's at true. That point. I, I wasn't. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, we worked on Ultimate X-Men. Oh. Yeah, you can see actually a an on-page interaction between Brian and me in the two-issue Freaky Friday issue of nice. Ultimate Spider-Man on the recap page. Those are so good. One. You know where those came from? The mind of this guy. The He's mind pointing of to his own mind, guys. My, my noggin. Clarify. My noggin. Yeah. The fruit of my work. So basically, works. you're responsible. I almost said lungs, and I just did now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you're Mike responsible for Brian's success. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It's nice of you to take him back from Tom. Or, or am I, or is my success all down to him? That's it's hard to say. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't let Tom like. I felt so bad for Brian. To have to you liberated him. Uh, it's true. It's true. Like I was kind of like Lafayette coming to the Americans' aid in the American Revolution. As everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. More it's history. We get literature. So we get history. Oh my god. I'm surprised that this podcast isn't offered in the like iTunes University or you know like they have that that <laughs> whole true. separate app with we classes. Should, we should like, petition. We, get on that. We probably should. I'll find out what that is. From there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Nick, thanks. Thank thanks you, for Nick. your time, Absolutely. as always. Thank Appreciate you, guys. It. Thanks for talking about those books. Aren't yeah. they the best? They're really they good. They are the best. Yeah, they are. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what are we on to next? Uh, news. Totally broke the flow. All right. News for the week. Ben, kick it off. We announced two new Marvel Now books last week, both going to be coming in February. We've got Uncanny X-Men by Brian Michael Bendis and Chris Pachalo. We've got Fearless Defenders by Colin Bunn and newcomer Will Sliney. Interviews with both creative teams on Marvel.com. Find out what those books are all about. Got an avalanche of Marvel Now features. Really getting to show some of the stuff we've been working on for the past few months. We have got, as I mentioned earlier, Fantastic Figures, which is Mark Bagley's guide to drawing the Fantastic Four. Got Iron Man, Stark Science, in which our science expert, Ryan Hawk, talks to Karen Gillan about the science of Iron Man. It's a very funny and very deep conversation hard to follow at times but very rewarding if you make it through all new x-men through the eyes of the x-men brian bendis looking at each of the original x-men and how they view the marvel universe deadpool the presidential primaries have been continuing ff we had a number of ff features last week basically done up as daily bugle articles we had a focus on ant-man we had a day in the life we had a focus on the replacements and finally as i mentioned earlier we had a story called x-men legacy inside and out in which Cy Spurrier basically broke down his methodology for portraying Legion. In addition to all that, we had our latest Impact Wrestling Fightin' Fangirls video, Fightin' Fanboys, but this time it was a Fightin' Fangirl, with Knockouts Champion Tara. That is still available on the video feed. Rock and roll. Blake, what do you got? 
All right, everyone. We Love Fine has released messenger bags. You can put a computer in it or some bags of chips or... No, I'm pretty sure they, they are only good for bags of chips and computers. Yeah, okay. That's, that's the limit. Yeah. I was going to, like, if, if Joe Pesci wanted to put, like, some human heads in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dial it back, Garrett. I mean, you can. I uh, wouldn't suggest it. Don't endorse decapitation. If you go on Marvel.com, you can see images of all of them. There's Stark Industries, Uncanny X-Men, Excalibur, Shield logo, Uncanny, already said Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, there's tons of them, and there's free buttons on the bags, too, so that's a good deal. Also, Diamond Select Toys had a poll a while back. That we hosted. That we hosted with, what is it? That you worked on. Yes. Marvel, it was months ago, <laughs> so I'm getting it back with my notes. Anyways, it was the Avengers versus the X-Men, but in Minimate form, and the winners are, what do you think? Guess. I can see on your sheet. I uh, don't have to guess. <laughs> okay, the Avengers one. Thanks for playing along. The really cool one for me personally is the Iron Man Minimate where it's it's him in his fancy armor and then you can take it off and he's a little tiny Iron Man. So, But there's also uh, Scarlet Witch, the Protector, and Cyclops as well. So check out images online. How'd Cyclops get in there if the Avengers won? You get Cyclops too. Cyclops isn't in Avengers. I know. You said play along. I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask the hard questions. They filled. They had four, and then they filled the fifth slot with Cyclops. Okay. Fair enough. Mm. You only named four. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, no. Now, who's, the, who's the fifth? It's Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, Protector, and Cyclops. So it is four. Wait. Whatever. <laughs> Some great ABX mini mates available now. Soon. Now. All right, so go get them. For this holiday season. Yeah. Okay, Great and gifts. finally, the mini .5 twim this week is Anna Silk and Ksenia Solo of the television series Lost Girl on Sci-Fi. I was really awkward in that interview, as I was just now. So tune in, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan... All right. This week, the Wii U comes out. You can get your... Hopefully, you guys will be able to get your Wii U if you're looking for one. I've played the Wii U a bunch of times. I really, really love it. I am not getting one on launch, but it will be one of the things I want to get this holiday season. I really want to play... I, I played some Zombie U and some new Super Mario Brothers U or whatever they're calling it. A bunch of the other games. Really cool. But also, we have Avengers Battle for Earth, which is available for Wii U, and I... I think I actually preferred playing it on with the gamepad than I did via Kinect, but both ways are a lot of fun. But Wii U comes out, get Avengers Battle for Earth. If you're getting your Wii U, you won't be disappointed. It's a lot of fun. If you are a Marvel Avengers Alliance player on Facebook or on Playdom.com, PvP Tournament 2, Season 2 of PvP, started probably like two hours before we started podcasting. Yeah. Ryan walked in the door. I said, hey, PvP started again. He said, okay. That was that's pretty, a behind the scenes look. Yep. <laughs> and we both immediately started playing. Yep. Cable is the reward. It will be a little bit more people will get cable than they got Deadpool. I think it's 0.5%. You're in the top 0.5 of all the PvP players. Those folks will get the will get cable. So more people who play, the more people who have the opportunity to get cable. 
It'll, I th- I'm sure it'll be more than a thousand people. You gotta be excited. That's one of your favorites. Oh man, I love cable. Cable, cable, cable. And his moves look sick. Nice. So yeah, I'm currently at 27 point in the top 27.5 percent after two matches won. So fingers crossed on that one. Full steam ahead. We'll see what happens. I'm using my Phoenix Force Emma level 12 and Captain America World World War Two outfit level 12. Hopefully those are enough to get me to the top. All right, so this week we also had Andrew W.K. and the singer of Pinback, Rob Crow, here at Marvel headquarters for interviews and tours and all that stuff. You can see photos. Actually, Andrew already posted a couple photos from his tour on his Twitter. It's at Andrew W.K. Rob will will have a lot more stuff from. We did uh, this week the Marvel podcast and lots of fun stuff. They were great, and the folks here in the office really loved seeing them. So it was very cool. Let's kick it back over to Stromy for more from his neck of the woods. Welcome back once more, Twimmers. This is Marv.com assistant editor Mark Strom. Back once again with some news from Marvel TV and Marvel Games. Namely, we've got a couple of release dates coming up that we just announced. For Marvel Games, we announced that the Civil War pinball table will be available on most platforms, November 21st, a few platforms, I believe, on November 20th. This is, of course, available for your Apple, for Xbox 360, for PlayStation 3, for, you know, there's a long list of things on, on which this is all available. Head over to marvel.com. Right now, yes, if you're listening to this when this goes live, the story on Civil War Pinball will already be live. And you can head over to Marvel.com, look up the game's news, and there will be a full list of all the different platforms that this game is available on. It looks like a great table. I haven't had a chance to play it yet myself, but I am very much looking forward to it. And it will, yeah, will be available, wow, next week, I suppose, is the 21st, next Wednesday. So we have that to look forward to, a nice little Thanksgiving gift from the fine folks over at Zen Studios and Zen Pinball. Apart from that, jumping over to TV, we announced that Iron Man Armored Adventures Season 2 Volume 3 will be coming to DVD on January 22nd of next year. This collects six more episodes of Iron Man Armored Adventures, including the episodes in which Iron Man faces off against Magneto, and another in which he faces off against Iron Man 2099. So it's got some really, really great stuff from that second season, which just wrapped a few months back. And yeah, you can continue to round out your season two collection with this third installment. And that pretty much covers that. With that, I just said that way too many times in like a short span of time. So I apologize, dear listener. But I will leave you now. But you do. I will actually be out all next week, taking a little Thanksgiving vacation time. But I will speak with you once again in two weeks. And with that, I hope you have a delightful weekend. If you are in America and celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you have a delightful Thanksgiving and delightful holiday weekend. And till then, adieu. All right, thank you, Mark. So exciting. Everything you just dropped on the fans. Hopefully they get to understand every bit of it. Stromy, I hope can. you get to New York in time to see Krayshawn. 
live. Oh, man. Might yes, not. that's his favorite rap superstar is playing the day before he gets here. He's trying to change his flight. Oh wow! Yeah, he's yeah. gonna force me to go. Oh, <laughs> you guys need to document that on some sort of film. All right, so we're gonna go over to questions and comments from you, the fans. A reminder that if you have questions or comments about either the show or Marvel in general, you can tweet them using the hashtag This Week in Marvel. You can also tweet them directly to at Agent M, at Ben J Morse, at Stromy. And at Blake Garris. All those ways you can get your, your stuff out there. We're going to dive right in. We've got a bunch. The first one's from at Anth80. Anthony Dalekian tweets, Love the podcast, guys. Second highlight of my week apart from my new comics. Any chance for a visit to Melbourne for a con? Anthony, I don't think I any of us have any plans to get to Melbourne. We just, unless there's a convention that brings us out there specifically, and that means paying for all of our expenses probably won't be able to make it but we'd love to so have somebody get on that for us another one from ant 80 didn't see that coming for victoria hand and pip the troll loving marvel now can't wait for all new x-men should we has enough time passed to no. say what he's talking about i don't nope. think we can something happened with victoria hand and pip the troll you guys should check out read x-factor read new, new avengers. avengers and see what see what he's talking about yep finally from at ant 80 Karen Gillen, great work on Iron Man number one. Tied into previous stories, but awesome new start. Can't wait for more. I agree 20,000%. Iron Man number one was an awesome issue, and I've seen what's coming up. We had a live press call, live blog deal with Karen yesterday, and he was so excited that I couldn't understand half of what he was saying, but the stuff I heard sounded awesome. And Anthony, if you tweet to at Kieran Gillen, you can get right to him. You make sure to tweet at him. He loves the Twitter. At Brad the YM, we got a bunch from him. He says, who should I tweet to thank for all the great AR content? First and foremost, I would thank at OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. Judy Stevens is a project manager here at Marvel. She's also our photographer, and she's a cosplayer, and she's awesome, and she started out as an intern here. She's been here longer than I have. She's terrific, and she heads up the managing of all our AR stuff. Also, our video guys have been instrumental in it, and John Cerilli has been really important in, in making sure everything's on track. So a lot of people get involved in AR, and you can start with Judy. Another one from Brad, Brad the YM says, Does Wolverine and the X-Men 19 have AR content? I am confused because Marvel Now, which all do? I'm, not all Marvel Now books have AR content. The bulk of them do, but not every every book so if you pick up a marvel now book and it doesn't have ar content it doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's broken doesn't mean it's not a marvel now book but it might not have ar as we get more into ar you're going to see more and more books with ar i think the, i think all the new launches all the ones that are starting from number one definitely have ar some of the ones that picked up in the midst like red she hulk or wolverine the x-men or avengers assemble don't have ar right now necessarily they may have them in the future so just stay tuned with those Another one from Brad says, are there any plans to make AR content work with the Marvel app in the app? So, Brad, you can use one of them to sort of have the AR app going and, and go over the panels that have the, the executions. But there's no way to have it happen within the app itself right now. The app is just not built for that. It's, it's just that technology is not there. There would take a lot of updates. And I'm not saying that's out of the question, but it's not something that we are capable of right now. Final one from at Brad the YM. Listen to all the podcasts of This Week in Marvel, but number one is not working on iTunes. Could you fix it to finish my quest? Blake, can you get on, can you get on the phone with iTunes? 
Get that first one working again. Or just the file or whatever. You're also, welcome, Brad the YM. Blake's going to save your life. Also, Brad, the first couple were probably not the best. They were fantastic from the start. So, the first one is our finest work. Yeah. Enjoy. I would say you can skip it, but no. that's up to you. Get in there. Who has the file? I don't know. We lost it. We might have to bring back Harry Go. Oh, he well. was editing him back then. No, I was. You were? No, didn't Harry do like the first couple and then he left and then you took over? Oh, maybe. I think Harry did the very first one. Hmm. We'll see. This could be. Stay tuned for the conclusion to this exciting <laughs> adventure. Thrilling. At Cassius335, hashtag Avengers Alliance, four for four and completed Spec Ops. Spec Ops five in February, maybe. Hope not sooner. Hashtag Let's Ride. We, uh, we don't have any information on when another spec op will happen. Congratulations, uh, though. Yeah, that, that, that's huge. It's, I've gotten all mm. four. I haven't. Ben has not. I've gotten one. I have magic. Really? I'm so close on Ghost Rider. Yeah, no, the first two, I I wasn't. I didn't have my game down yet. So I don't have Emma. Who is this Mockingbird. Person? I don't have Mockingbird or Emma. I do have magic. I anticipate getting Ghost Rider and... Whoever number five is, we'll see from there. Mockingbird was actually instrumental in helping me get Ghost Rider. She is phenomenal. I'm leveling her up today. I'm sure she is. Just saying. Good for you. It is good for me. At Comics Raw, Eddie Blake, when is Moon Knight coming to hashtag Avengers Alliance? No information at this time, Eddie. It'll be a great addition. We'll keep an eye out. Dean McGinnis says, it looks like it says it's a good time to get back into this week in Marvel. Dave? It's never a good time to get out of this week in Marvel. Yeah. And there's always a good time to get back in. Every time. At Dr. Underscore Spidey. Getting ready for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm thinking of reading the recent cosmic stuff. What's the preferred reading order? I've run this one down before. Certainly you're going to want to jump on the new Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova Marvel Now titles that are coming soon. And also pick up the first arc of Avengers Assemble. Going a little further back, I would say start with Annihilation. Read Nova from there. Annihilation Conquest. Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova, and then finally War of Kings and Thanos Imperatives, and then Annihilators. So there's a lot of stuff you can cover. Yeah, and it's all it's all, all awesome. Good. All yeah, good stuff. Really great comic. Another from at Doctor underscore Spidey. Who did the cat puppet skit in the Deadpool number one AR? Because that was some funny stuff. Pretty, I think that was that, Jordan. That was Jordan. Jordan White. Right. Editor Jordan White, responsible for that. The mustached man, Jordan White. At Dalla underscore Dilata, AVX Consequences number five was the best book of the week. And it's also the best Fallout book in years. Hashtag wow. All right, Aaron. High praise. Yeah, High nice. Praise. At HWView tweets, just saw the series finale to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It was great. Thank you to Chris Yost and crew. I saw it this weekend. I was very concerned because I was trying to make sure it was taping on DVR and I couldn't find it in the XD on my TV. And I think I may have lost it. But then, lo and behold, Sunday morning, just like Christmas, there it was in my DVR. Excellent. So even though I can't find the channel, my DVR is still able to find the show somehow. At least the machine is smarter than you. Yes, the machine is far smarter than yeah, me. Yeah, you can always tweet to at Yoast, Y-O-S-T, for all your, uh, your, your love for EMH. Uh, we will miss that show. It's great. At Johnny T. Impulse tweets, Hey guys, I was wondering, will Warpath be in any of the new Marvel Now titles, and is there any more coming after Untamed? No plans for Warpath yet. We will see. Are there any more coming after Uncanny? We have not shown our complete hand. Yes, there are more There are more books to announce. In fact, I think you'll get a teaser for one this very day. All right. 
At Lex Pendragon tweets, A baby versus X babies is the choice of four-year-olds in our house. Any other recommendations for preschoolers? Well, Should we go over to Blake Garrison all ages corner? Probably not. No. No, he's hiding. Oh, hello. Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> in addition to that, you can check out all the mini Marvels yep. collections that we have out there. Those are terrific. Those are great for anyone of any age. The Power Pack books, those are awesome. My fun Richards. My favorite Power Pack of the oh, we had a bunch of limited series was Thor and the Warriors yes. Four. Thor and the Warriors Four is excellent, especially if you like the art in A Babies vs X Babies. You get that same art in. I like Wolverine and Power Pack Team Up series too, where mm-hmm. they go through different Wolverine team ups. A lot yeah. of good stuff out there. Yeah. Another one from at Lex Pendragon. Avengers Academy is one of, was one of my new favorite books. I got into it because of ADX, but I stayed pretty awesome. And at Raph Gemlin responded to that with definitely go back and read it from issue one. The fear itself stuff alone was incredible. Yes, high recommendations for Avengers Academy. Yep. At Lex Pendragon. When I first started listening, I thought Karen Gillen was Karen Gillen. I was confused but intrigued. It's true. Yeah. So that's a that's a Doctor I Who know, joke. It's Doctor Who. Hi, Doctor Who. I knew who that, I know who that is. I read EW. I don't. Well, there you but go. I watched Doctor Who, and I thought that was very funny. Yes. And at Lex Pendragon, has Spidey ever web swung around London? Any major stories where he's in a foreign city? Yeah, he's definitely been in London. There's been team up stories with Captain Britain. He's been over there for that. You know, he was in Germany during Spider-Man versus Wolverine back in the eighties, and. You know, everyone tweet in with your favorite international Spider-Man stories. I know there are a lot out there. It's been the Savage Land, too, which is technically not America. So, is go. it? I think it's America. It's definitely not America. Eh. It's Antarctica. We we'll, do not we'll agree own to, Antarctica. We'll agree to disagree. The patriotism is out of control. <coughs> USA! You just cough USA. Oh, I thought you were accidentally doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going over to at Raft Starblade. Will Namor be a regular in any Marvel Now titles? Hashtag Imperious Rex. Yes, he'll be a regular in New Avengers starting in January. Boom. At Rath Starblade just read House of M for the first time. Even after reading ADX, the No More Mutants line was powerful. Yeah. Great great start. I remember House of M in ages. Man. I know. I kind of want to reread that. Yeah. That's actually my first Marvel comic. So all right. You know what? We don't need to hear all this talk from you. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, just dial it down. Calm down. Dial it down. At Ref Gemlin. He has a question. I'm sure Daniel has an answer. I might. <sighs> who has greater status with the Avengers? The young Avengers who were accepted by Captain America or the graduating class of Avengers Academy who have low-level Avengers security clearance? Interesting question. Who has greater status within the Avengers? Well, if you're talking within the Avengers, it'd be the Avengers Academy kids because they actually are considered Avengers. The young Avengers are just a separate group or, like, endorsed. They're like, um, oh... Keep going, kids. They pat them on the butt yeah. and say, get out there. They're an affiliate team who probably have more experience and maybe a little, within the Marvel Universe, may have a little more pull because they've been out there longer. But as far as within the Avengers organization itself, the Avengers Academy graduates. Is that what you were going to say, Daniel? No, I didn't really have a good answer to that one. Oh, great. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for <laughs> contributing. Cool. At Ref Gemma, was great to hear Agent M talk to Alan Tudyk about Firefly, Joss Whedon, and the power of fans in This Week in Marvel 50v.5, hashtag in Joss Beach Press. Thanks, Robert. At Sabine Smash tweets, started hyperventilating when I saw the preview for Iron Man Marvel Now book. Oh, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Please, uh... Yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah, please take care of yourself. At Simon Sebs tweeted, has Galactus ever fought the Phoenix? Indeed. 
classic Excalibur, which I think was reprinted in uh, recent issues, leading up to around issue 50 or something, they told the history of Galactus and Phoenix. Galactus had many run-ins with the Phoenix and fought Rachel Summers in that very issue. Very cool. At the King Squid tweets, Thanks for the hope that Ultimate Alliance 3 will someday come out. Can't wait to play as the baddest of the bad, Nova. Did I give hope that Ultimate Alliance 3 yeah, will Yeah, I thought last week you said, all you said was, Avengers Alliance is not Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. So. That I, that there is nothing to say that any Ultimate no Alliance news. game will ever come out. But, if you liked Ultimate Alliance, you will like Marvel Heroes. Yeah. So, misinterpretations running wild. Unless I did say it, but I don't think no, I did. No, I, I was sitting here. You didn't say it. Yeah. At W Bandoy wraps us up. At H&M, I am rating for you to jump on hashtag redacted bandwagon, but replace it with hashtag secrets, smiley face, hashtag Spider-Man, hashtag X-Force, hashtag This Week in Marvel. A lot of hashtags. Yeah, that probably came during last week when I was at the editorial retreat and was teasing and tweeting a little bit here and there. Lots of secrets came out of that. A lot of cool stuff coming up for comics in addition to everything else. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. For this week of Marvel, thanks to the interns for putting this together. Thanks to Ben, Blake, and Strami for doing all their work. And thank you to everybody for listening. Get out of here before you kill me. I know, it's horrible. This is Marvel, your universe.